Having something to look forward to or something that gives you purpose is connected with longevity. And if you want to live a long and healthy life, you need to remain active. You need to have something to look forward to and you need to be part of a community. Triathlon can provide those things, maybe just for a season or two, maybe for decades. But whether it's triathlon or some other activity, find that activity, that thing that brings you joy and inspires you to keep moving. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek, and this week, the week of June 24th, is National Triathlon Week. So I am doing a series of podcasts, videos, and posts about triathlon, and you can catch all of that here on the podcast and on social media by following me on all social media as Power of Run. On Monday, I told you about how this summer when my friends and I got started in triathlon many years ago, yesterday I talked about the biggest obstacles or excuses that I hear that keep people from doing a try, and today I'm going to share some tips for master's athletes, which if you aren't familiar with the term master's athletes, is usually defined as athletes ages 40 and up. As you age, you do need to train a little differently than your younger counterparts. The differences are mostly related to rest, recovery, and strength training. And these are things that all athletes need, but it seems that once you hit 40, you just can't get away with as many of the shortcuts that younger athletes take. So whatever activity is your favorite, let's say it's running, you probably do it because you love running. And you love running so much that you don't want to do other things that will keep you healthy, like cross-training and strength training and yoga. And when you are younger, you might be able to get away with that, away with skipping some of those other things. But as you get older, strength training, stretching, and mobility work are no longer optional, at least not if you want to continue to participate in your sport injury-free. So taking this back to triathlon, let's be real here. It's hard enough to balance three sports. And most newer triathletes wonder how they will ever get all that training packed into their schedule. How do you get three sports jammed into your schedule when you have your mere mortal and you have just a week, right? So the activities that keep us strong and healthy Sometimes we label as optional, like things that we'll do when we find the time. And we all know how that goes when there's something we don't really want to do in the first place. We don't make the time. So things like strength training become more of an afterthought. And that hurts your performance because we suddenly get muscle imbalances and find ourselves getting injured more. So I would like to suggest thinking about training a little bit differently. When we think of training for master's athletes, I would like to suggest that you think of six distinct areas. You know about the swim, bike, and run. I would also propose that you make just as important strength, stretching, and sleep. 
I'm calling this swim, bike, run, and S cubed. We already know that we need swim, bike, and run if you're going to be a triathlete. That's a given. But I believe that the three S's are just as important as getting in your swim, bike, and run time. So I'm organizing these things as the three S's because I think that it makes it easier for you to remember. But each S is really a larger category, but there were three things that were kind of similar that started with S, so I labeled them that to help you remember the three things. So think of each S as a category, maybe like a gym bag that holds lots of different tools inside. So let's start with strength training. Strength training can include body weight exercises, plyometric exercises, sandbag work, or traditional weights. Under stretching, I would include things like yoga, balance, and mobility work. And mobility means that your joint is able to move through its full range of motion. As a society that does a lot of sitting, we get tight hips and tight backs from sitting at our computers all day. And then we try to go sit on a bike in an awkward position. And then we add to that neck and back pain and strain. And then the third S, sleep. Sleep includes not just getting a quality seven to nine hours of sleep each night, but in that category, I'm also talking about things like rest and recovery days and listening to your body and taking time to relax and de-stress. So now, it probably feels like I just gave you a dozen more things to think about when it comes to your training, and you already were wondering how to fit in the swim and the bike and the run consistently. So now what? I'm adding to your training and you're thinking about now that I'm a crazy person because now it feels impossible to get all this stuff in. But this is one of my favorite training tips because all of those things are important and you do need to find a way to get those in. So here's how you're going to do it if you've been struggling to fit in all of those things that people like me are telling you are not just optional, but they're They should be thought of as requirements. If you are crunched for time and you find that you're always skipping strength day or you aren't taking time to stretch or you're not getting in your recovery activities, I would suggest planning your training for a cycle that goes longer than a week. And here's what I mean by that. Most of us think of our training activities in terms of seven-day weeks. And then we map out each activity throughout the week so that from week to week, what we do on a certain day is exactly the same. So you might plan to swim on Mondays and Wednesdays and bike on Tuesdays and Saturdays and run on Thursdays and Sundays and take that Friday off or whatever your routine is. You have it kind of mapped out so that you know that you're rotating through all of those things. And that makes it so that every Monday is the same from week to week to week. Every Friday is the same from week to week to week. And It's nice because it's easy to remember and it helps keep you on track and maybe it's easy to match your long run or your long ride up with other friends who might have a different coach or might be following a different plan. But I just told you that all of these things are equally important. So if you find that you're making the three S's optional rather than treating them as a priority, one way to tackle this is that you can map out your training on a calendar And think in terms of 10-day weeks. So you'll need a calendar probably to do this because it'll just be easier, easier visually to see. Or use a planner of some sort. Or this is another place where a coach could really help too. 
but think in terms of 10-day cycles instead of a seven-day week. Thinking this way, your long run or your long ride would no longer be on the same day each week. But extending the week by three days, you've suddenly created more time to get in the other important things. Now, before you panic because you're afraid of what's going to happen if you aren't running or swimming quite as often as before, let me remind you that the most important thing is consistency. And if you are consistently doing all of your activities, you are going to be okay. You are going to be more than okay because you've created time for strength training and mobility work that will help you take your performance to the next level. And remember that just by spacing that swim and the bike and the run out a little bit more, that doesn't mean you're not being consistent because you're being consistent over time. And it's those longer breaks where you take a week or two or three or months off. Those are the types of breaks and consistency that really hurt your progress in your training. So now let's look at the three S's a little closer. And then I'm going to move on to some other quick tips for master's athletes. But these three S's really are what will help you excel as a master's athlete. So I want to make sure that everybody is following my thought process here. So why is strength training important? One, it's going to help you avoid muscle imbalances, which helps you avoid injury. And like I just said a second ago, consistency is key. So if you're avoiding those muscle imbalances, it's more likely that you're going to stay healthy, which means that you'll be able to train consistently. Also, you're strategically building muscle mass that's going to help you in the swim and the bike and the run. The exercises you choose will make it easier to propel yourself through the water and will help you with your bike by giving you more power on the bike. Let's also remember that muscle improves your metabolism and that there is a lot of research that shows that strength training helps regulate mood, protects against dementia. There's just so many good things that strength training can do for you beyond what it's going to do as far as athletically. So even if you weren't a triathlete, strength training should be a huge priority for anyone. It's kind of like an insurance policy for protecting your future health. Now let's look at stretching. Why is stretching important? Really here, I'm really, when I say stretching, talking more about mobility and the activities we should work on to make sure we have full range of motion. So let me give you a few examples. If your upper back doesn't move properly, that affects the position of your neck when you're on the bike. And then that can lead to neck and back pain and headaches. A lack of shoulder mobility might affect your ability to engage your lats while you're stretching or for while you're swimming or for you to be able to reach your arm really far so that you can take advantage of that full catch on your swim. Lack of hip mobility can affect the transition from the bike to the run and make it harder to take off running. And lack of ankle mobility can affect not just your run, but also your pedal stroke on the bike. And if you want to be a little bit vain for a second, lack of mobility affects your posture. It affects how you look. It affects if you look confident. It affects if you're standing tall. That's why you see rounded shoulders and the rounded upper back that you that's now kind of commonly called text neck 
that slouched over rounded shoulder position from looking down at a screen or typing on your computer all day. We sit at desks all day with our heads looking down at phones and keyboards, and then we train mostly in one plane of motion with most of our movement going forward and backward and not as much rotational or side-to-side movements. And this affects our posture outside of triathlon as well. As we train, we need range of motion so that our tendons and cartilage aren't taking a beating. When we can move without pain through the range of motion a joint is supposed to have, we are protecting our body so that we don't get the types of injuries that take months to heal. If you know that mobility is something you need to work on, and truly it is for all of us, there's a great site by Kelly Starrett called Mobility Workout of the Day, Mobility WOD. It's at www.mobilitywod.com. Kelly is the expert on mobility, and you can't get any better than heading over to his site, checking him out on YouTube, or buying his book and using it as a guide to help improve your mobility. However, if all of that seems like too much, you can make a lot of headway with a good yoga class, and I always recommend yoga as an active recovery tool. So those are just some tips on just working on your range of motion, making sure that your body just feels good, and that you don't have a lot of extra tightness in your calves, in your arches, in your hips, and With just a small amount of research or by using a coach, you can start to do exercises on a regular basis that will make it easier for you to move. And then that is going to ultimately improve your performance. Let's talk about the final S now, sleep. Sleep, when I use that term, I'm also talking about not only getting a good night's sleep on a regular basis but also listening to your body and getting in your rest days. Plain and simple, you need sleep. Our body makes its performance gains while we are sleeping. So lack of sleep affects your metabolism, your mood, your stress levels, your appetite. Lack of sleep contributes to a lot of chronic health problems. So whether or not you're a triathlete, again, sleep is another important thing. There's three tips I have today that I will share for getting better sleep. Number one, cut back on caffeine and figure out at what point in the day you need to stop drinking caffeinated beverages. If you're somebody who struggles to fall asleep, you might just keep bumping that time back every day until you come to the point where you realize that Caffeine is not what is holding you back from getting a good night's sleep. Also, sleep in a cool, dark room without your phone or any additional lighting. Make that room as black as possible and as cool as you can tolerate. And stay away from screens two to three hours before you go to bed. If that is impossible, they do make these really funky glasses that you can wear to block out that blue light. Because blue light that comes from our screens affects our sleep. It keeps us our keeps our body from understanding that it's time to wind down for the night. So that's just an important part of the process. Next, related to the sleep category, 
the rest category, you need to honor your body and learn to listen to it. If you wake up and your plan calls for a long run, but you feel physically exhausted, take an additional rest day or do an easier workout. Your body is sending you messages all the time and listening to your body when it's telling you it's tired, when it's telling you it's worn out is not slacking. The whole no pain, no gain mentality is flawed and people use this phrase to push themselves often beyond what is smart. If your shoulder is hurting and you get in the pool and each stroke feels like your shoulder is ripping out of its socket, get out of the pool, take a rest day or see your doctor. Or try another activity for a few days and give it a rest. And this is good advice no matter what. If you have a sudden pain and you take a break, you give it a rest for a few days, and it doesn't get better or it starts to get worse, that is when I recommend seeing a doctor. You don't have to go to an orthopedic surgeon. You can go to, there's a lot of really great sports chiropractors. Find a doctor that you can get into as you have these aches and pains because you want to make sure that somebody is helping you monitor these things and helping you stay healthy. So when your body is begging for a rest day, it does not help you get stronger. It sets you up for long-term injury if you go ahead and push through it. So remember, again, consistency over the long term is what we're looking for. Taking a day off, or two, because you need a break, is not the same as skipping a workout because you don't feel like working out. And over time, you do learn the difference between, eh, I'm not feeling it, and oh my gosh, I'm actually hurt. So learn to listen to your body and honor what it is telling you. Now that I've covered the S's and the benefits of moving to a 10-day training cycle so that you will make sure that you get all of your key training sessions in, I have two more topics for you. First, focus on technique. That means when you swim, spend time on drills. It means hiring a swimming coach or spending time watching some YouTube videos that will help you see what correct form looks like. You could even have a friend record you swimming so that you can watch it to see what your form looks like. Because even if it feels perfect, when you watch it back, there's almost always something that you can work on. The other day, I set my phone up at the end of the lane and thought that I was doing a great job of reaching forward and saw that I had a horrible, horrible crossover. And I could not even feel that I was crossing over the center. So you can always improve your stroke just by having somebody videotape you so that you can watch and see what you're actually doing versus how it feels. On the bike, you can learn to work on drills like a single leg pedal drill. If you're riding on a trainer, it'll help you smooth out your pedal stroke and help you feel the dead spots as you are pedaling so that you know, so that you can learn to just smooth out the stroke and apply the even pressure. And on the run, there are a variety of warm-ups and drills that will reinforce technique also. For all of this, you don't have to be perfect. You don't even have to be great at the swim, the bike, or the run. But the more effort you put into technique, the stronger you will be. And it's a great way to enhance performance without doing drugs or anything illegal because that would be wrong and we don't do that. Finally, let's talk about passion. 
Whatever it is you do, you need to find something that you can get excited about, something that you look forward to each day, something that makes you want to get out of bed, whether that's meeting your friends for a swim or seeing if you can beat last week's record for your 200 yard or your last week's record for 50 yards or trying to make it up that crazy hard hill that makes your heart pound out of your chest every time you ride. And if triathlon isn't that thing for you, search for something in your life that makes you feel this way. Having something to look forward to or something that gives you purpose is connected with longevity. And if you want to live a long and healthy life, you need to remain active. You need to have something to look forward to, and you need to be part of a community of some sort, whether that's your tri friends, your cycling friends, your neighborhood friends, your your church family. You need to be part of some sort of a community where you feel loved and where you are able to love on other people. Triathlon can provide those things, maybe just for a season or two, maybe for decades. But whether it's triathlon or something, some other kind of activity, find that activity, that thing that brings you joy and inspires you to keep moving. I hope that this episode left you with some solid tips that will help you perform your best as a master's triathlete. If you have any questions about anything I discussed today, if you'd like help with exercises, if you want a training plan or a coach, please reach out to me. I am a USA Triathlon certified coach, a USA Track and Field certified coach. I have a lot of running and triathlon related certifications, so I would love to help you. You can always email me at coachkim at thepowerofrun.com or connect with me on social media at Power of Run on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, and my website, www.crushingmygoals.com. Stay tuned tomorrow because I'm going to touch on more triathlon topics this week. Be sure to email me your questions, any questions you may have, because I want to make sure that in this week where I'm talking all about triathlon that I answer your big questions. And I really am working to try to get more women, especially over the age of 50, involved in triathlon. So if anything I've said is resonating with you, I really want to hear from you and find out what's keeping you from trying or come up with any questions you have, ways that we can help you get more involved in this sport. So until tomorrow, have a fabulous day. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign Power of Run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week, and I will catch you next Tuesday.